Hi, it's Lynn Galadner, and welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm a writer and entrepreneur, and through decades of writing articles for magazines and newspapers and authoring books, I've learned that we succeed through inspiration from storytelling and deep and mutually beneficial relationships. This show began in 2018 after my father was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and I wanted a way to capture his stories and record his insights. It's grown since then to share stories of how people around the world make meaning from very ordinary pursuits. Now I focus on sharing the stories of writers, authors, and those in the world of publishing to learn how and why we create stories that help us make meaning from the mundane. I'm a former journalist and marketing entrepreneur, and I've been teaching writing for more than two decades. As a writing coach, I help authors build their brands and share their words. If you'd like to write with me, check out my offerings at lynngaladner.com. And you'll find more episodes of this podcast at makemeaning.org, as well as on every podcast platform you can think of. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Meaning Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hey everyone, it's Lynn. I'm excited to announce that my novel, Woman of Valor, is making its debut September 26, 2023. It would make me so happy if you might pre-order your own copy or email me at lynn at yourppl.com if you'd like to be added to our street team or attend the virtual launch party. This is a novel with a strong female lead. There's lots of romance, deep love, but also betrayal and abuse and ultimately resolution. And if you're curious about the Orthodox Jewish world, you'll learn a lot from this story. I can't wait to tell you more about it. Stay tuned for our September 8th episode, which will tell you all about Woman of Valor, and I hope to include you in all of our book celebrations. Diane Gottlieb is a -a one-of-a-kind woman and author whom I've had the delight to work with in a variety of contexts. She's also a leader in championing the voices of midlife women, which I love. Diane's writing has appeared in River Teeth, HuffPost, Smoke Long Quarterly, Barrel House, The Rumpus, Hippocampus, and Hundred Word Story, and she won the Tiferet 2021 Writing Contest in Nonfiction. Diane was a finalist in Smoke Long Quarterly's 2022 Micro Contest and is a 2023 nominee for Best of the Net and two-time nominee for 2023 Best Microfiction. Diane earned three master's degrees and is the editor of Awakenings, Stories of Body and Consciousness, which is due out in October of 2023. She also serves as the prose and creative nonfiction editor of Emerge Literary Journal. Diane, welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. Thank you for having me, Lynn. It's nice to see your face and to to connect and really give you some attention to your amazing writing. So I'm super excited to to share you with the world. Although you don't need me for that. You're so good at putting yourself out there, building a community around writing. Maybe I should start with that and just ask you, you know, how did that even begin? I mean, you have so many followers. You have such a community of amazing, warm, you know, people who, who really just lift each other up. How did you how did you create that? Okay, so I think it's just who I am. I went to graduate school right after college for social work. I've always had a, you know, a call to lift up the under my favorite cartoon was Underdog uh-huh. when I was a kid. And so <laughs> I I, you know, when I went to graduate school much later for my MFA, I graduated at 58. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to raise up voices of women over 50. So while I was in school, I started a blog called nice. Woman Pause. It was my response to menopause. And, ah, love it. Um, you know, I started writing things 
that might be of interest to women who are, it's called women over 50 who are reinventing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I started interviewing amazing women and just connecting. And I I love my favorite social media is Twitter. And I, I've made so many wonderful friends on Twitter. And <laughs> I also had some help, my social media. So my social media skill, Twitter was always good, but the others were not as much. And um. I hired the amazing Lynn Galatner <laughs> to, to get me started on social and and uh, figure out my brand and um, how to present what I want to show the world. And yeah, it was so helpful. So thank and you. I loved working with you. And I want to say, you know, a little mutual admiration society, but um, I teach an author brand and marketing mastermind. And the the lesson we just did the other day was about social media. And, you know, writers by and large are introverts. And so there are a lot of people who are like, ugh, do I have to get onto social? Like, why do I have to do that? And so I was trying to impress upon them that if you choose one platform that feels comfortable to you and maybe even fun, like that can be enough. And so I actually mentioned you and Twitter and how like you you just really love Twitter and it's and so easy for you and you have great engagement. And so, yeah, you came up, I, your ears might've been burning. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, and everybody, I'm like 40 away from 5,000 followers. <laughs> Hopefully uh, by the time you hear this, I'll be, I'll need your help getting to 6,000. Yes. So follow me. <laughs> follow Diane Gottlieb everywhere, but on Twitter, especially. Okay, so I'd love to hear about your earliest memory of writing. Are you someone who was always writing, always noticing? Tell me a little bit about the little girl that you were. Okay, so the little girl that I was was very lonely. I had two much older sisters, and um, we we had a, a family with issues like so many, and my mother was not all that available for me. So writing from a very young age was therapy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I used to write poems that were, I wrote the same poem Ah. over again. It was, Ah. there was a little deer in the forest. Her mother died. She was all alone. (laughs) <laughs> there was a baby elephant in the jungle. <laughs> Her mother died. She was all alone. <laughs> so what do you think you were trying to say? <laughs> Help me, somebody. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Actually, no one, you know, no one really did. Um, okay. Makes me question my teachers. But back in the day, I guess people just you know, didn't step in in in, in certain ways, but yeah. the writing itself helped me. So mm-hmm. I I knew that I knew very early on that I would be okay, and then I would be able to help myself. Yeah, and it's interesting that you pursued social work and then writing, and it seems like it's continued to be therapeutic for you throughout your career in a lot of ways. Oh, so much. It's 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 therapeutic, like when I'm when I'm struggling with something, but it's also therapeutic in that like if I have a few days stretch where I am not writing I am off yeah I get that like like, yeah all together in everything I do so it's really something I need to do for my for my health Mm. yeah so you know you've amassed quite a list of accomplishments and I'm super impressed and wondering if there's an award or a publication that you are most excited about and and why? So I just received word 
recently that one of my pieces is going to be in the 2023 Best Microfiction <gasps> Anthology. Amazing. And just yesterday that another piece was long listed for there's a there's a big contest in England called Bath Flash Fiction. Uh-huh. Long listed for that. Short uh-huh. comes out next week and it's going to be in that anthology. Oh my that's God, that's amazing. Fun. I, you said one, but I can't. I can't. That's okay. I just I, wanted, yeah. yeah. A post personal. Uh-huh. I got a lot of love for, and I'm not responsible for the title, but here it is. I didn't have sex for almost a decade. Here's what I learned when I finally did. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I, I joke with the editor, it should be called HuffPost, very personal. And, um, <laughs> Probably the most like exciting for me is that I have a nonfiction piece coming out in March in River Teeth, which Ooh. is a journal. I, I, you know, I'm just like, wow, I'm pinching myself. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to put um, all the links in the show notes so people can read your work. And that's amazing. Congratulations on all of these things and more to come. You know, I want to hear about awakenings, stories of body and consciousness. So tell me about what it is and how did you come to be the editor? I want to hear all about it. Okay. So I, I am the editor, the, the fiction, the prose it's called and CNF editor of a small, wonderful literary journal called Emerge Literary Journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And Emerge is also a small press. Okay. And I'm very close to the editor in chief, Ariana, and we both have had body image issues throughout our lives. And she said she wants, she, she does a, a bunch of anthologies and she mm-hmm. you know, publishes them. And she said she wanted to do an anthology on body stories. So, hmm. you know, body image, it could be weight. I mean, that's, that's where many people go to first, but it hmm. can be, you know, we're getting a lot of stories about people with a, a scar or a disfigurement or a disability or people who have grown up gender confused and are finding sure. themselves now. So it's, it runs the gamut and they're flash pieces. They're creative nonfiction and the window closes March 15th um, Mm -hmm. for subs, but hopefully, I mean, the the stuff coming in is really, really strong and I'm very excited about it. Awesome. That is super cool. So yeah, tell me more about how you got into this editor position at Emerge. Twitter. Yeah. 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 Well, I was, I was the lead editor for creative nonfiction of lunch ticket when I was in school. And I also was a editor for two nonfiction prize. I I don't even remember which ones they were. (laughs) (laughs) Two nonfiction prize categories. And I wanted to get back into working on a journal. Uh-huh. I really enjoy that. And I saw a call for a lead editor for prose uh, nonfiction on Twitter. And I, I answered it and Ariana and I hit it off and she picked me. Nice. I am. Yeah. That's so nice. So, so what do you look for and what do you love about curating content for the journal? I, I love what people send in, you know, uh-huh. I, I love how how varied the stories are. And I love doing fiction and nonfiction. This is my first editorial kind of gig as a fiction person. Uh um, I love that. 
we we have a cap of 750 words. I'm in love with flash. Yeah, so you love it. Yeah, I do. And um, many of our pieces are quite a bit shorter than that. Okay, I have a bunch of micros. I look for anything that moves me. Uh-huh. You know, it can make me sad. It can make me happy. I'm in a different space when I finish reading than when I start. Okay. So I'm sure that your writing has evolved and changed throughout your career, throughout your life, both based on, you know, personal situations, but also as you hone your craft and work on your voice and, and developing your writing. So how do you see your writing as different today than it might have been a decade ago or two decades or longer? You know, do, can you can you even reflect on that and see... Like how far you've come to? Yeah, I've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so exciting to me. It's so exciting to me. I know like a lot of writers when they read something amazing by somebody else that they have a mixture of awe and wow and also ooh intimidated like I'll never get there. And to me, it's always a challenge like to keep getting better and to keep getting better. And I, you know, I'm a firm believer in the saying, it takes a village. Yeah. I, you know, I have people read my work. I take suggestions. I am always in a class on Zoom, one one sort of another. Yeah. And I always look to grow. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So important. And it's, you know, and you get to decide what feedback resonates and what doesn't. And, you know, I I, ask, it's very important to only ask um, from people who, you know, get you. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just stepped away from a writer's group recently because I just felt like that chemistry wasn't there and they're lovely people and nice writers. And, but it just was, it wasn't clicking, you know, and I think that's important to know that and to have that power. For sure. It is. is. So I was lucky enough to be behind the curtain with you for a number of months. And so I'm very curious about your book projects. I know that there was a nonfiction book and a novel in process when we were working together. So I need to hear updates. What's the status on both? They've changed. My novel, I'm still, I'm still querying. I'm actually going to a pitch fest in New York in March. Okay. And I've gotten quite a few full manuscript requests, but no bites yet on, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody wants to represent it. Uh So I I feel like I'm going to this pitch quest and I did send the novel to somebody else who I really, really trust who... Uh does not, you know, novel work with people. And Uh he gave me some, some recommendations for changes. So if nothing, no one bites at my pitch fest, I'm going to revisit (laughs) and make those changes and see what happens. Nonfiction, I kind of tabled the, I was going to do a book on five ex-felons and me, uh, and it was a uh, narrative nonfiction slash memoir. I just, I I haven't been able to find the the structure for that. The juice is running out of it for now. So I'm putting that aside, but I'm working on a, a two- two new things, a collection of uh, like a memoir and essays, Okay, a novella and flat. Amazing. 
Very cool. I have a, a guest on an episode of the Make Meaning podcast, Christopher Locke, who is a, a good friend of mine who went to Goddard College with me for the MFA. He did, uh, I, I want to say it's a memoir and essays. Maybe it's an essay collection, but um, I'm going to send you the title because it's just amazing. Oh, and so, yeah, it's good to be in, in good company. It was just, I couldn't put it down. No, um, and I love to read like like things, you know, to learn from. Yeah. 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 So I I just want to make a plug. I don't I don't think I've told you, but I this year have launched my own publishing imprint called Scotia huh? Road Books. And it is yeah. a hybrid press for women over 40 with strong voices that need to be heard. And so we're taking submissions for fiction, narrative nonfiction, and memoir to be published in the fall of 2024 and beyond. So oh, that's if that's true. of interest, you know, yeah. hybrid, it's not yeah, traditional. I get it. that stuff too. And I will. And I'll, I'll retweet it. I will. I, oh, thank you. <laughs> to all your people, to all your people. Yeah, That's amazing. So I know that you love revision. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because, you know, when I teach writing, I always talk about how I believe that writing is 80% revision. And my students always ask, like, how do you know when a piece is finished? So I wanted to pose that question to you. I wanted to hear about why you love revision so much and then how you how you come to that understanding of, like, this piece is done. So tell me a little bit about that. It's easier for me to talk about why I love revision. I'll start there. Okay. It's just fun. It's yeah. like, so I like getting the words down, the ideas down, but then I like making them better. Yeah. I like I love fixing a sentence. I love the thesaurus is my best friend. I love finding the right word and the word combinations. And the, it, to me, it's just that's taking the ideas and painting with an artistic brush. You know, yeah. that's where the beauty is to me in revision. Yeah. Knowing when a piece is finish. I, it's kind of like a feeling. I, I do ask people for feedback. And, you know, sometimes I think something's finished and it is for then. And then I revisit it a few months, a few years later. And, yeah. you know, there are things to switch up. And okay. switch up. So, yeah. And it is ever really finished. I know. It's fine. We're, we're, life's a process, right? So, yeah. 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 And we're just chronicling our experiences, you know? I mean, I think that's, that is a hard question. You know, like there are times that I'm convinced this is a set piece. It's great. It's done. And then somebody that I really respect and admire gives me insights and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much more to do. Right. And, but I also think that there does come a time where other people can still give you feedback, but you're like, no, I, I think we're good. I think, yeah. I think I'm happy with this as it is, you know? I think that's so important that, Okay, that might change the piece, but in my mind, it may not make it better. And it's yeah. not necessarily what I wanted to say. And then then I'm done, you know. Yeah, I think if you have a goal for the piece, like if you know what you want to do, it's easier to know when it's finished. If you're not sure yet, like what shape this is taking or or what message you want to send, it makes it, I think it's harder to, to know when it's finished. Yeah. It probably isn't then, right? <laughs> right, yeah. If you don't know, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay. So what is next for you? Do you have like writing goals right now? And, 
you know, or a big project you're working on? Tell me a little bit about what's on the horizon. So I hope what's next is that I get an amazing agent and amazing publishing deal. So for my novel. Yes. And um, in terms of writing, just, you know, I want to keep writing the essays for this, this memoir and essays and the flash pieces, and then just keep sending out little, little flashes here and there and essays and interviewing amazing women over 50. And I do a lot of book reviews too. So that's another way I like to lift voices. You know, if I love a book or if I love an author and I know they have something coming out, you Uh know, ask them for an an advanced reader's copy. And, you know, I love to get the word out on stuff that I enjoy. I have noticed that by and large, the author community is so generous. Mm -hmm. You know, people are always promoting their friends' books and, you know, what they read that they loved. And it's just, I love seeing that because it's just, it's so nice. It's like everybody helps each other out, lifts each other up. And it's just, it's a really beautiful thing to not see it as a competitive space necessarily, but as a, as a supportive community. Yeah. Like a scarcity mindset is poison. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's a lie. It's like, why would you think that? Like you can get published. I can get published. We can all enjoy each other's words, you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just spend a day on Submittable and see how many different places want your writing. It's like, it's endless, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, as we near the end of our conversation, I would love to hear what advice you might offer to new writers who are listening into this episode. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. However it works for you. I like to write a little every day if I can, but However works for you, don't give up. You're going to get better. Read, 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 you know, try and emulate what you read, take classes. It's, it's, it's always a learning experience. There's always more to learn and more room to grow and And good luck and make friends with other writers, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Diane, it's so great to have you on the Make Meaning podcast. Thanks so much for being here. It's wonderful. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Lynn. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast with Lynn Galadner. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and share this episode with the meaningful people in your world. And please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more at makemeaning.org or lynngaladner.com.